0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين اللهم لا سهل الا ما تجعل الحزن اذا شئت اللهم على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك يا رب الكريم السلام عليكم الله وبركاته Right folks so uh, today uh, today 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 I think the last thing that we did in the previous lesson, was to finish the camel pen, صح? so we spoke about the camel pen itself. Yeah, uh, we spoke about the camel pen itself, and um, then the concept of uh, of uh, or the discussion around the illa Yeah, what is the actual reason behind something? Someone asked. Uh, I haven't got round to kind of doing questions and things, but you know, it's important to know the difference. We said it before: the difference between the illah and the hikmah the illah yani, is the actual reason behind something. The illah is the actual reason. It's the, the actual assumption of Allah's will behind something. So it's a very serious matter. And as I said before many times, it's the most difficult thing that a scholar can ever try to find out. And sometimes you just got to give up and say that we don't know what the illah is. Or you say that we know what the illah is. It's not something we can work out. It's the illa which is ta'abudi, as we talked about last week. It's purely for the sake of worship. That's the illa Which, to be honest, is pretty much the same as saying, I don't know what the illa is. Hikam, plural of hikmah, is you kind of, you know, thinking on, you know, on your own feet and thinking of wisdoms. Maybe it's because of this, maybe it's because of that, or maybe the wisdom behind it is this, wisdom behind it is that and it's not claiming to be, and you should be made, very, making it very clear that this is not the intention of Allah, or this is not what the ruling is based on. Legally, they're very different, because you, if you're going to make a new fatwa, a new legal ruling, you can't go and make a new legal ruling based upon a hikmah, upon a wisdom. You can't base analogy on a wisdom, but you can base analogy on the actual reason itself, the illa itself. So, for example, alcohol, all right? You turn around, you look at alcohol and all of its characteristics. And so the scholars will say to you that regardless of all of its characteristics, the only important characteristic is that it is intoxicating. All right? You don't go around and saying that you know, the reason we don't drink alcohol is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited. That's clear. And the reason behind that is because it, intox- it, it intoxicates. And that's the illa behind alcohol. Not that alcohol is so expensive or alcohol looks like urine. And alcohol tastes like urine or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Because then, if you were to make qiyas, when you make qiyas, when you make analogy and try to make a new ruling, you don't say, for example, that I know caviar is haram because it's also very expensive. Or apple juice is haram because as someone said, uh, 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 I don't know what class I was in. Where was I? Where was I when someone said that? Huh? I, I, said, I, said, I, said, I was talking about ilal and hikam. And I said, I mean, why would you be interested in alcohol? It looks like uh, urine. And someone said, I think it was a kid. <laughs> they said, no, it doesn't look like apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> I had absolutely no response. Yet. I know. What do I say to that? And that's what happens when... And, and actually, that's a wonderful ex- I- illustration of exactly why there's a difference between a legal reason and then your own thoughts. Because whatever is your own thoughts are going to be based upon emotional logic. And the law is neither based upon emotion or logic. You get what I'm saying? Right? Once you start using emotional or logical arguments or rational arguments in the Sharia, I mean, then people will always be able to respond with the logical and emotional responses. So once you say alcohol is haram because it looks like urine, and you know that's enough for me never to go near it yani, ever. Every time I see it, I feel sick physically. Yes? But then... A person could literally turn around and say, "Well, you should also feel sick when you see apple juice," and I don't. So that's as good a response any, to my argument in the first place. So that's the difference. You don't make a legal ruling based upon hikam, wisdoms, okay? But you can use those to help strengthen a person's iman or staying away from something or going for something. But never is the illegal the legal ruling, the legal ruling based upon that. All right. So we spent a lot of time on that last week. So Arabic khash. All right. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah, the, uh, as uh, as Joyriya um, just said, the apple juice thing was this weekend in Bristol when I was teaching. See, Bristol isn't lost entirely, Janait. See that? Uh, okay. So uh, what we're doing today then? ولا في وحش وحمام That's what we did yesterday, last week, and this week we will do. إليها. That's what we're going to do today. So the prayer is not valid in the land which has been usurped. It is not valid in the land which has been usurped. And it's also not valid in the roofs of all the above. The prayer is valid, however, if prayed towards all the above. So that's the humbly (coughs) position. Let's have a look at that and see what's going on. Alright, so uh, in our Arabic text, it will be uh, 248, right at the top of page 248, okay? Where he says مغسوبين. and so what? What are they saying? مغصوب غصب. غصب is you know when you scank someone basically, fraud them. That's what غصب is. Yeah, when you fraud them, and you know the posh word is usurped. Okay, and Sheikh says well أخذ من مالكه بغير حق سواء أخذ بسورة عقد أو بدون سورة عقد. Something which is مغسوب, something which is a fraud or fraudulent or usurped is anything أخذا, anything which is taken from its owner and this is a very important definition anything which is taken from its owner by force بحران, without just right حق, without your right to it without any right so unjustly Anything which is taken from its owner by force, unjustly, regardless of whether it was done via uh, contractual form or without a contract. Regardless of whether done in the form of a contract or without a contract. Okay? Anything which is taken by force. لَوْ جَاءَ الْإِنسَان فِيهَا لَا تُصِحْ So, if a person... For example, uh, nick some land or you know, fr- uh, blag some land from someone else, and then prays in it. Okay, so you know maybe he faked his signature, took it to the court. The name of the owner of this land is my name when it's someone else's. I give it. They pass me whatever I need to know. I go and I start building, and then I pray in that land according to the Hanbalis, Then not only is the prayer haram because of the ghasab, but also the prayer is invalid. Okay? It's invalid as well. That is the position of the Hanbalis. And then he says, obi'ni Goes to another person and says, Sell me your land. Okay? So one guy goes to another one and says, Sells me, send me uh, Sell me your land. Another one goes, I'm not going to sell it. He goes, Sell it to me or I'm going to kill you. So, he uh, he sells it Ikrahan under coercion. So he sells it under coercion. And he then prays in that land. Because he's Sharif Banda Yani, yeah, as you know. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, even killers got a prayer, isn't it? Yeah. So so then he prays in that land. The prayer is invalid, haram and invalid. Okay? And Likewise, Sheikh Uthameen wants to make it out that that's obviously the violent kind of thug version, but there's the sophisticated fraud one as well, where I just said, you know, you just go and you just, you know, fake his name and make out there's a fake contract. Or you might go and trick him. You might, you know, go and ply his drinks with drugs or, you know, whatever, and make him do something. All of these are the same. The point is is that you fraud him. Okay. Sheikh Uthameen, he says, I do not know of any narrated evidence that indicates the the, invalidit- in the invalidity of the prayer. I do not know of any legal evidence that would indicate the invalidity of uh, the prayer in usurped land, in a land, you know, or in a, in a house which has been stolen. Okay, and however, those people who did say that it's invalid, the reason they said it um, is because they said that it is the land which, or it's the property of someone else. It belongs to someone else, and therefore it's prohibited. And if you pray in something which is prohibited to you to be in, then the prayer which is prohibited is invalid. Okay? And again, I know people might still be getting used to this idea, you have to mentally in your minds, always in your minds, be very clear to divide between something which is haram and something which is invalid. Okay, because I know that you can, I, sometimes if you're not focused or you're getting tired, whatever, you'll miss it. Something which is haram, you get sin for it, you don't need to do it again. Something which is invalid means that the action wasn't even done in the first place. And you have to do it again. Okay, so the prayer itself is invalid. So they said that, so the reason that the, the argument they made they made was this. They said, the ones who said, like the Hanbalists who said it is haram to pray, that uh, the, the prayer is invalid in stolen land. They said, because it, because it belongs to someone else, You've taken it by by force, by fraud. You're not allowed to be there. Therefore, your prayer is prohibited there because you shouldn't be there. Okay, that's correct. There's no one who's going to argue over that because it's yani, haram that what you've done and haram what you're, you're propagating. But then the reason that it's invalid is because you are praying a prohibited prayer. That's it. That's their argument. And that's difficult. We need clear evidence. They said... Well, because the Prophet ﷺ said that whoever does an action which is not from ours, the famous hadith, فَهُوَ رضن, Then it is rejected. And this is the opposite of worship. A person who does something which is being expressly prohibited, that's not exactly worship, is it? So therefore, how can it be accepted? So it's a logical argument based upon this hadith. The second position in this matter is that the, uh, the prayer is valid in such a place, although the person is sinful. Okay. And that is stated by a number of the scholars and stated by Ibn Taymiyyah. And it is the correct position as well. It is Erthamian's position and it is the class position as well. The prayer is valid in an illegal place. Okay. The prayer is valid in an illegal place that has been obtained by fraud, by coercion, by cheating, by stealing. All right. It is valid. But the person is sinful. Okay. Why? Why? Listen to Shaykh Uthameen here. He goes, because the Prophet ﷺ did not prohibit the prayer in stolen land. Rather, okay, he prohibited غصب. يعني he prohibited the the stealing itself. He, he, he prohibited fraud itself. If you pray, then you have pray. If you pray in uh, stolen land, you have prayed as you were commanded to pray. As a prayer itself. The prayer itself is valid. The fact that it happens in stolen land, في المحرمة, that في that is what is impermissible. That is the impermissible part. Okay? Sheikh Ulthar says, as for their statement, as for their argument, using the hadith, من عملا عملا عليه يعني the one who does an action which is not from our actions and it is rejected, then there is no evidence in this hadith to make this prayer invalid. Okay? Unless the Prophet ﷺ had said, لَا <coughs> فِي Unless the Prophet ﷺ had said clearly in the hadith, do not pray in a stolen land. Then, if you had done that, then the prayer would have been haram and invalid. Because it would have been opposite to exactly what the Prophet ﷺ has said. But here, what you need to know is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that مَا لَكُمْ بِالْبَاطِلِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah nisa do not eat each other's wealth unjustly unless it is based upon a mutual uh, uh, acceptance of contracts. Okay, Unless it's business and it's a deal which has been based upon uh, uh, mutual satisfaction. So I agree terms, you agree terms, that's the basis. Anything other than that, that basically means, therefore, that to, to fraud another person is haram, but it has no connection to the prayer itself. Therefore, Shaykh means says, وَالْقَوْلُ well, ثَانِهِ فِي الْمَسْأَلَةِ هُوَ الرَّاجِحِ So therefore, the correct position and the strongest position is that, therefore, a prayer in such a place, it is permissible. The same now goes for people who might be asking now, uh, and let's take a few questions on this, because I can see some here as well. Uh, if I work in a bank, for example. To work in a bank is impermissible. Your income is impermissible. Depending upon the amount that you are working, then that depends upon how haram your job is. If it is one aspect, for example, then you can potentially purify it. If your income is do- dominated by your entire job being someone who's selling credit cards all the time or selling yeah, any interest-based loans or whatever, then you know, that makes it more difficult. But the issue is, is that is it permissible to be praying in a bank? So the bank itself is an impermissible entity. Your work itself is an impermissible action. However, your prayer, whilst you are at work, is permissible and it is accepted, does not need to be repeated. Yeah, and that's just one example, meaning that you have to be able to separate yeah, the rulings or the legalities when you're trying to come to a ruling like this. Okay, so as Mises said, so their evidence for making the prayer in stolen land invalid is similar to the reasoning they use for making the prayer of the man wearing silk to be invalid. Correct. That is, that's well said, Mesa, uh, correct. Okay, yeah. Shaykh, because <laughs> the hadith of Rasulullah about the person who drinks alcohol, for example, for 40
1: days, the person accepted, what he had to do his salah. Would that be going against the humbling
0: opinion? So, the Prophet Sallallahu said that the, the prayer of the person who drinks alcohol will not be accepted. And the, your, your point is, is that the fact that, it, that that statement has been made, but the prayer is not repeated? Yes. No, I don't think so.
1: Because they said they based on uh, something which is impermissible, the Salah would not be permissible there.
0: No, the reason why this is different, you're right, obviously, uh, uh, it's an example of a haram act which doesn't invalidate the act itself, or doesn't uh, um, lead to... Uh, to invalidate. To invalidate, okay. yeah. The difference here is that salah is mentioned specifically in this hadith. Okay, so we can't use it in our scenario here. This is going right back to the bare bones. Okay, any questions on that? Anybody?
2: Yeah. Just a clarifying question are we just talking about the people involved in the land we usurp? So the person who knows they're usurping, or are we talking about me, I come across, and now I'm going to this land, whether I know or not what's the validity, or not the validity, but what's the. um,
0: Sin on my <laughs> yeah, good question. So basically, what you're saying is that what about someone who doesn't know whether this land is allowed or not allowed, or X or Y? So they're not affected by the ruling in any way. Okay? The asl is what? That the land. So this is an important point, actually. The asl is what? That land is all for the sake of Allah. As Nabi sallallahu said in Hadith Ahmed, Al Bilad Allah. Okay? That the lands are all for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Until someone proves to you that they own it. So the asal is always that the land is free until someone shows that they own it. They can show that by putting up marker posts. That's why marker posts are very, very important in the sharia, walls, signs, etc., etc. Until that point, okay, it is permissible for you to pray. Likewise, if the culture of the people is understood that even land which is owned by other people is seen as okay to walk by or to pray in, then likewise, it's okay. I can tell you that these these hadith are referring to kind of people who are not passers-by, right? Like owners, owners, you know, or, or, or pretending to be the owners and then continuing to pray there as opposed to public kind of people. So, no, it doesn't affect Yani Oprah. yeah. So, just, he was asking if,
3: if you're in a land that's been used by somebody else.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. So, I, I, I'm public. They've done their own blag, whatever, whatnot. If I know, then I have to avoid. But as a, as a normal person, when I come into a land... I am not privy to the details of the contractual issues or not. So my prayer there is based.
2: But if you knew it was then
0: So if I knew it was,
2: knew it was an example to that is like Al Aqsa. Right. Or the land there or maybe not the compound itself but other places around. So you know you go and you pray, but that's usurped land.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the opposite though, right? Al Aqsa is the opposite. Well aqsa is al aqsa is not affected, but yeah, yani, let's but say yeah let's say a surrounding area uh, but that's usurped from Muslims how does that work
3: that, that's, that's what I think confused about that if it, if it apply to anybody that's praying there or the person that's usurped it I come to your house I take your house from you <laughs> I take your house from you. somebody else comes to pray then they pray there I can't pray there we know that Else pray?
0: knowing that it's, it's, it's illegal that's what they have to avoid it will be haram to be party to you knowing that this person is not meant to be here this person is, is done this by illegality, you are a, a silent supporter you are a silent supporter you should not pray in a place where there has been injustice done yeah, clear injustice. We're not talking about that which can be debated and discussed or whatever. We're talking about a person, you know, a person says that this guy stole my house or whatever, and it's clear and it's well known, that we should not pray there. We should not pray there. That's a person who knows. The Aqsa example I don't understand because, of course you'd pray there because it's stolen from the Muslims.
1: Yeah, but it's stolen, it's stolen.
0: you, sir. you stolen from who? But that
1: that uh, um, s- statement there just, said,
0: it just says... The- oh, right. You're just saying, and it basically... Does it mean any land which is usurped like completely? Yeah. First of all first of all, the reason that, that that didn't make any sense to me is because that's our land and the Jews can say what they want. Okay? It's I do not I don't I don't I actually I still don't get it. The land is the land of the Palestinians. Yeah.
3: It's been usurped by the okay.
0: <laughs> okay it's been usurped by them okay right 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 i see i see Uh, my my apologies no 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 it's not land which changes (laughs) usurped land okay first of all this is not seen as usurped in the technical sense yani in terms of prayer rulings for us we see it as usurped for them to face criminal charges because they stole it. But the ruling does not apply to the land that it can't be prayed because that's the only, our, our, our land, if that makes sense. Can
1: so come back to the right of the land?
0: You know, the haq of the land? For yeah, it, is, it, it comes down to haq ultimately. It comes down to haq ultimately. At the moment. It
3: seems like very really specific uh, crime to mention. Like let's say, so this is quite common, mm-hmm. you see country people defraud land really, really commonly.
0: Yes. the will there, and the
3: guests will there, and the L-
0: Knowing, there, the knowing. Land. No, no,
3: everyone knows. Right. Everyone knows the standard is stolen, this entire common building is stolen, but it's been a few years, whatever they're used to it. Fine, that they know. But let's say that they buy <coughs> land which is not stolen with stolen money. He's not, not said that's a problem. It's kind of a, a trade of reasoning that says if you're, if you're obtaining access to this place through a sin, you're simple for praying him, because you shouldn't be there
0: yes. just a specific case from the general public. yeah I think I th- yeah I think the reason that he's being specific is only because of the actual matan itself being so specific but there's no doubt like for example in, in, in just in the next section about what kind of places you can pray on top and to he will expand because he can think of you know immediate examples but I don't think that Sheikh Uthameen is restricting this to just land per se and absolutely, there's nuance in all of this. Like, for example, the nuance these guys mentioned about what happens when lands are usurped from Muslims. Yep.
3: Correct.
1: The
0: correct. A- absolutely is correct. It is. It is not the land itself. It's. The, it's to do with <laughs> haram. It's to do with haram. That's why I said Mesa's point was, you know, what she said about the silk and a man wearing silk whilst praying and whether the prayer is invalid or not, as opposed to it being haram. So, like, yeah, exactly as you said. That this should be this should be extended to all concept of fraud haram everything, and you will see that in the majority of cases, and that's why I emphasize so important. And I emphasize again, it's important for us to differentiate and divide between a haram act and it becoming invalid, because in most of these cases it will be haram acts. Not that it's, that means it's any less, but we need to be legally accurate. That yani invalid. Would become invalidated if there's a direct evidence for invalidation. Our focus now is to make sure that people don't do it. So, as you said, haram money, haram location, haram, I don't know, whatever, haram occupation, like I said, etc., etc. That's where the focus is, yes, not the land per se. But because we're talking about land, that's why it's mentioned here, okay? Right, so then, wa There it's roofs, okay? The roofs of all of the things before. So graveyard, this, that, whatever. So look, what's, what's going on here then? Alright, so the Hanbalis are basically saying that it is not permissible and it is not yani yeah, valid to pray on the roofs of all of the previous places such as the grave. And on the grave, they said that therefore, if we were to walk into the graveyard and this goes back to our example of an office basically in the graveyard, if we were to walk to a graveyard and there was an office there and you were to pray on top of the office, okay, so not, you know, we're, we're talking about roofs now. Okay? Is the ruling still the same? So you can see the discussion that's going to come from this. Okay? What do you think they're going to say for the graveyards? No, no. Let's say you build a building in the graveyard that has a roof, like an office. What do you think the Hanbalis are going to say? From from what we've been saying? Permissible? -permissible. Impermissible. Why Impermissible.
1: Because it's the top of the graveyard it changes the same ruling because remember when we talked about the facing in an mean, within the graveyard and the same place above as well.
0: Okay. All right. So you're saying that it's about the place, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Is it?
1: If it's known as the graveyard then
0: yeah. 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 Correct. Yeah. The humblees are like hardcore on this. Okay. How are not going to give any exception to the to the uh, graveyard, uh, whether you are on top or not. Because here they said, even though the Hanbalis, what are they going to be saying in the classical sense? They're going to say whatever establishes the, the, the something Muqir, then the thing which is in Hawa is Tabi' meaning that whatever, is it, whatever ruling is established on the ground, then everything that follows it upwards, follows it. The air above it follows it. Yani everything. That's the basic ruling. okay? Or that's the Asl rather, I should say. That's the evidence that they're using. So therefore, if that rule uh, uh, applies then in the graveyard, what the ruling is on the ground, then it's not going to apply on the top. Does that make sense? Okay? Mm-hmm. So, I ask you a question. Before we get to it, yeah, and before Shekhar Thimin gets to it. What's, what's going to happen then with a toilet? Because with the
1: opinion, you won't be able to pray in the house, with some toilets in downstairs, praying upstairs in the room, you won't be able to pray.
0: You understand that, right? If we were to follow the logic of this, then your house would be a problem, right? Because you've got a toilet, and then on top of the toilet is the roof, is the same thing as the floor above it. Okay, so you're saying there's a separation between the two. Let's say there is no separation. No, but what
2: I'm saying, even if you're on top of a toilet, you're yeah. say you're on the roof of the toilet.
0: No, no, that's what I'm saying, in a in house you want. Yeah. So let's assume there is no floor, and we're just on top of a toilet. Okay. Forget our house. house like an outhouse, yeah, like an outhouse. It
2: won't be a problem to there, because problem is the actual toilet place itself that's where the haram area is
0: and that's what we need to be careful of okay so in all of these yani list of places now that the Hambalis have written off <laughs> we will ins- instead look at each one and determine what was their illa in the first place to make the place haram at the bottom and then look at that whether it applies going up does that make sense so for the graveyard the humblies are very clear that the, uh, the ruling at the bottom Yani, goes up uh, anyway they don't want people to be there Remember, they're saying that the whole concept of being in the graveyard is a problem. It is, it is, Ya'ani, we uh, will see that towards Shirk. So it doesn't matter whether you're on the top or on the bottom or X or Y, you shouldn't be there in the first place at all. Okay? So. What do, you
1: do with opening the door
0: towards Shirk, right? Huh? To do with the, open the door towards the- correct 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 the hanbalis shaykh atamin says the hanbalis are making the argument that the the, the 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 foundations whatever affects the foundations affects the walls affects the roof affects everything that goes above <laughs> he says the Humblies don't need to do that they don't need to go use the argument they use the argument that i'm going to use which is that all of this is yani, a towards shirk and we should close that it's a means towards shirk and we should close that door okay he goes that the asal of the place is haram. How can you yani, yani pray in a place where the whole being there is haram in the first place? So, how can you do that? Then he goes, the, the humble say, the toilet. The prayer is not valid inside the toilet and it's not in, uh, valid on top of the toilet because the walls and the air follows the ruling above. Sheikh Uthameen says, Well, I can have the alil. He goes, That this reasoning is, 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 is diseased. It's, yani it's got its own problem. Okay? He goes, and this is an important thing that you need to write down. Yeah, and this يعني, will solve all of the coming up issues. That air only follows the ground in ownership, not in ruling. Air and that which is above, so walls, space, and everything that goes above, only affects ownership issues. Not Ruling, Does that make sense? So, for example, when you, theoretically, when you buy some land, the one mile above it is all yours as well. Planning laws, of course, restrict you from, you know, uh, building that high. But if you had planning laws allowing you, then you can go as high as you want, as long as it's safe. right? Because you own all the air above it. Does that make sense? Okay. And that's... And that's uh? Depends, because
1: building parts, different different ownerships.
0: No, you are still the owner. Building flats, yeah, but you are the owner of the flats, aren't you? So, everything that you build on top, that's your ownership. صح? Whereas rulings, that's not the case. So, that's why Shaykh Uthameen says, يعني, فقد, He says, So prayer was prohibited from the toilet because of najasa. So, if there is no najasa on top of the roof of the toilet, then there's no prohibition. And this is the correct position on the matter that was chosen by Sahib al Mughni. Who is Sahib al-Mughni? Who is Sahib al-Mughni? Ibn what is al-Mughni? Ibn Qudamah's Ibn book, correct. al-Mughni is the encyclopedia of Hanbali fiqh. It is the absolute, yani, creme de la creme of all of them. It gathers all of the statements and all of the, the discussions and debates of every single position, and it was written by Ibn Qudama al-Maqdisi, the greatest faqih of the Hanbali madhab. Okay, so he chose this particular position. This is also the position of Ibn al-Qayyim. Okay. Ibn Qayyim, he also allows the prayer on the toilet roof because he goes there is no najasa. I was thinking about this. If you remember a couple of uh, weeks ago, we spoke about a bathroom, isn't it? And we said that the Hanbali said that the bathroom cannot be prayed in even if it is clean. So this doesn't fit with that, does it? Well, the Hanbalis themselves, at least they're consistent. right? They said that you can't pray on top of the toilet either and that's fair enough. But Ibn Qudama and Ibn Qayyim, okay, although in fairness, I don't know what they said about a clean toilet, but you can, the majority of scholars, they don't allow a prayer inside a clean bathroom, beg pardon, clean bathroom, all right, because this is the area of Najasa and it's the area of Awrat and so on. So I just want you to know that in my opinion, I do think that there is a lot of space here for discussion and flexibility in these matters. That's why I think I even mentioned a couple of weeks ago, if there was someone who came to me on an individual basis and said to me, "I can't you know I'm new Muslim or something and I'm hiding and whatever, blah, blah, I would not say that their prayer in a, in a bathroom is invalid. But definitely, we must not promote this kind of behavior. We must have some respect and honor for our prayer. We should yani make take it out to the public arena. We've got to make it yani uh, something of respect and, and izzah and not yani, be praying in a place, even though the illa itself might be najasa. In addition to that, we know that there's an argument that is shiateen as well. It doesn't matter if it's clean, but shiateen are going to be there. That, yani, yeah, does anyone say that when you walk into a clean bathroom, you don't say you know, the dua of isti'adha from al wal-khabaith, you don't say ghafranak when you come out? You still do, because it's that area, it's understood. So anyway, I think that likewise, even at the so therefore the correct position in our class position and Uthamim's position is that the prayer on top of the roof is valid. But I still want to add a note there and say that this is not the kind of places that we want to be in. All right, But it is important that we allow that. And Sheikh Amin mentions a, a good uh, point. Uh, he goes, first of all, anyone wants to question why is it allowed to pray on top of the roof? Number one, we said there's no evidence to prove that there's anything wrong. He goes that all of the earth and the world has been made halal for me to pray. Pure for me to pray. Therefore, you need a specific evidence to say that the roofs of a toilet are also haram. He he goes, also, um, we know, and it's never ever been said any different, that prayers on top of drains and sewers are allowed. And you'll see that. You'll see, especially in Muslim countries, okay? And you don't see it so much here, but in Muslim countries, people are praying in the streets all the time. When you go to the haram, you're going to pray on top of so many gutters and... Um, you know... You
1: praying on top of
0: the toilets, Sorry, oh, yeah, outside. yeah, yeah. You are actually praying on top of the toilets themselves, but the toilets thing is that they, they as Bob said, Yanni, you know, they don't see it as praying on top of a toilet because it's like a, there's gaps and whatever. But the sewer example is a good one. Because the sewer is open, and the drain is open, and the gutter is open, and if you look down, you can see obviously, filth, Yanni, going through. Now, what you might... I mean, if you're into, if you know anything about plumbing and so on, the reason that most sewers don't smell is because of the water which is in there. Okay, you know that that concept of the U bend. Yep, only the old people in the room knows the concept of the U bend. Everyone else is like, "What's the U bend?" But if you look at every toilet, yep, or sink, behind every sink, you will see that there's a U shape. Yes, and that U there has a little bit of water. And that water prevents the smell of all the waste and everything coming back. It was one of the best inventions. I think one of the greatest inventions, they said, of the top five of all greatest inventions. Because it's, it's absolutely ingenious. Because every time you go to the toilet or whatever, it gets flushed out by force. And it's, st- it's still yeah, and you're there, whatever. And the smell should come back. And it does when that U-bend yeah, and it messes up. That water being there all the time prevents it. So the water in sewers and drains is preventing it because it's preventing a lot of the smell coming up to the uh, top. Okay, um, that's not to say you should pray on top of that. We're going to come to that. But we're going to come to it in a minute. It's not like you know where you'd intentionally pray, and there is yeah, any potential for the bad smells there, and you could of course yeah, any meet the clown from it there, and then that would be a disaster as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, not the kind of place that you'd want to confidently go and yeah, pray, isn't it?
1: With like I mean, in Sharia, like we know the boundaries, the limitations entering the toilet, and the like in, inside the house, for example, the toilet is still in the house, and we pray the pray of the rule and so on. But I think it will take the same thing, but whereas the dra- graveyard, graveyard is completely different scenario because it's got big boundaries, the whole area is being occupied with the graves, yeah, or associated or allocated for the graveyard. But toilet is like you know, a limited place in the house, mm-hmm. and just Entering, coming out, and that's a shayatin place. Other places shouldn't
0: be. I mean, logic doesn't. In, you, 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 you're talking about other places in the graveyard shouldn't be prohibited. No, no, in the like
1: on top of the toilet. Yeah, it shouldn't be prohibited. Yeah, like, and
0: okay. it's not. And it's not. Yeah. And he sheikh then carries on and he says that al hammam kaman. Okay, they said that um, the hambly said that it is uh, haram to pray on top of a bathroom. Okay, or bath house, I should say or baths, Turkish baths, Roman baths, whatever you want to call it, and the prayer is invalid, and the second position, within the madhab as well, and the other scholars, is that it is correct, because there is no such thing, as the ruling covers the ground, and so therefore, Sheikh allows that. Likewise, on the camel pens, Shaykh Althameen says, it is allowed, humbly say, it's not allowed, okay, because it is based upon the top, the top is pure, it is clean, and the Prophet ﷺ, did not refer to the roofs of the Aatan Ibl. Yani it is the actual location where they actually sit down. What about the roof of somewhere which is stolen? It's
2: still stolen. Okay. Because the property is 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 therefore the roof is local.
0: Is that possible is that is is that always the case? Yeah, and it, that's, it, it's stolen. So, you know, the roof's stolen. Well, you
2: said it
0: was ownership. Uh huh. Okay. Is that the case? Is it is it possible? Is it is it possible for that not to be the case? The master
1: said can have a flat. Correct.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And Sheikh Uthemi makes that point here. He goes that you've got to be careful when it comes to that because it's possible that you can steal the ground floor and not the top floor. You could have blagged someone's yani room, for example. You could have blagged someone's ground floor flat, but yani, but the roof is someone else's flat, okay, which is owned or whatever. So it, it depends, yani, uh, on the exact kind of uh, 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 you know s- situation. Um, so basically, Sheikh says, إذا كان سطح داخل في فهو وإن كان خارجا عن الغصب فهو ملك لصاحبه ولا نذن ان احدا من اهل العلم قال ان الصلاة لا فيها او فيه. وعلى هذا فالقول الراجح ان جميع هذه الاسطحه تصح الصلاه فيها الا سطح المقبرة وسطح الحمام. Okay, so Uthameen, he says that the correct position in all of this the correct position in all of this is that the prayer is valid according on all of these roofs other than the graveyard and other than the bathroom. And now for the bathroom, he is saying that because he has doubt on the matter. He actually mentions that I'm doubtful about the matter because is it the, is it the, is the problem the najasa or is the problem the fact that it's shiateen? And is it the problem of the shiateen then it's so direct and so on and so forth. Yeah, so I I will I will say <laughs> that that yeah, I mean, uh, uh that's his own personal position. The class position when it comes to graveyards and roofs is that it is the prayer is not invalid and uh, also for the hammam itself the prayer on top of the hammam is not invalid that's the class position with our respect to Sheikh Ithamin and his position here and as i said even he himself has doubt over applying this to the roof of the bathroom. As for graveyards, we know Sheikh Al-Thameen is very, very clear upon that. He follows a humble, very strongly on that and he agrees with them entirely that when it comes to not praying in a graveyard, it doesn't matter anywhere in a graveyard, on top, underneath, يعني, he just doesn't want any kind of prayer to be down there, he doesn't want people to get used to the idea, he doesn't want people to be يعني, anywhere near it. Okay? Um, and he actually says here, for those people who want to follow the Arabic, وَأَمَّا سَتْحَ الْحَمَّامِ فَلِأَنَّهُ دَاخْلٌ فِي فَهُوَ مَحْلُّ تَرَدُّدٍ عِنْدِي Yani, تردد means it's a matter of doubt with me. I'm not really kind of, you know, I haven't got there where I want to be. Alright, so that's, yani, his position. Allah knows best. Alright. al he's allowed
2: on the roofs of a toilet. Of a toilet.
0: but not. But not in the in hammam, because he, said, he thinks that his, 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 his argument... with the toilet is easy for him. Why? Because it's an issue of najasa. And there's no najasa on the roof. Okay. With the hammam... He is not يعني, cl- uh, uh, comfortable with the idea what exactly is the illa in a hammam. Not so much the najasa there all the time, but there's a possibility of najasa. Is it because of the activity that happens there because of nakedness? Is it because of the yani being covered? Blah, 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 blah. So it's يعني, an issue of whatever. The problem, of course, is that the Prophet ﷺ said, the other problem with the hammam is what? What's the other problem with the hammam? Think about it logically. It's in the hadith the prophet ﷺ said do not pray in the graveyard and the hammam so now there's going to be a discussion of what actually is a hammam and is praying on the roof of a hammam the same as praying in a bathroom and he's going over that process because the hadith states it that makes it more scary and that's his doubt and his caution so whatever i've said i've said i'm not going to repeat again you look at the notes but obviously, we need to avoid these yani, in terms of maru'ah, in terms of manliness, in terms of respect and honor. We should avoid these places. Yes? So, if
2: you think or swimming pool or something like that, you have a that's yeah. prayer room. That's still
0: applied? Yeah, no, I think, that would, I think that's, that's, a, that's a good example. If you're in a swimming pool, which is a big hammam, isn't it? Yes? And you have a prayer room there. Is that allowed to pray in there? I think it is. I the think it is. Pool or it is. Yeah, I it's, it's, it's swimming pool itself is not the hammam, but it follows a aspects which are hammamat and it has yeah, I kashf al and toilets and eggs and why and fence, athlete's, athletes foot and
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no man, no house, you never got athletes foot from your house, baby self, man. What are you doing in your home, bro? All <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: right,
0: I you <laughs> said athletes foot at home. Yeah. No, I was just saying. Then, but then, so does the same applies to the beach or any other place where people are wearing Yeah, I think, and uh, yeah, we correct. We got to be very careful about Yani making this so much about somewhere where sin occurs or something like that, because you know. But then that would then take a different form of uh, Yani. If something is not prohibited or disliked directly, then indirectly there is enough there to avoid it. All right, because if it's if people are in a state of nakedness, then what, what does that mean for a persons' concentration and the concept and the quality of their prayer, and uh, the encouragement also of other people going to such places? You can't kind of say there's got to be a level of personal embarrassment as well. You know, for example, if you're on a mixed beach, right? We've got to not be seen to be supporting such an idea as well our presence there, our praying there, you know, it's kind of legitimizing the place. So these might not individually be strong enough to make a legal argument, but certainly a moral argument, or an ethical argument, yeah. There's
3: no prayer there, there is no pray. prayer room.
0: Yeah, like for example, for in, in Cairo, okay, the big thing for everyone is the Nadi, okay. The Nadi is not, it's not, is, is like a, it's a leisure center. Right, I mean, they have a football stadium inside. They will have pool rooms. They have a huge swimming pool, and they'll have they'll have uh, uh, prayer areas, 100% restaurants, this that. So you're right. It's not maybe you know you might imagine it in just a small swimming pool, but then it's, you know the point's being made. How far do you go? Because you know there are some places which are inside, temperature controlled, people bowling around, zone to zone, that kind of behaviour. Yeah. What about
3: the building, chef? They say you.
0: Yes, that's what we're going to do right now. What about things that face? Okay, so Sheikh says that uh, the Mu'allif, the the author says in Zad al ileha. The prayer is valid towards all of these things. So all of these things that we have just mentioned, the graveyard, the bathroom, the toilet, the camel pen, the stolen land, the prayer is valid towards it. What does that mean? It means if it comes in between you and the qibla then the prayer is valid that's the point okay is that all it means though do we need some tafsir absolutely we do because if you're standing next to a grave then you just then you know what's the difference okay yani what is it that's needed so um as long as there is some kind of gap that establishes that you are not yani part of it okay so for example a wall is going to close things off and a wall is understood to be the defining kind of factor okay but then it's not just the wall there's a lot of cultural aspects that would then come into it as well and and what you might call supplementary or secondary aspects so for example smell would be an issue for example distance would be an issue so what is it that people see as a distance long enough to consider that you're not praying towards something so 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 Sheikh Uthameen says some of them said that it's got to be the saddle, or it's got to be something which is like you know half a meter squared that's got to be the minimum gap and others say that no it needs to be yani more than that it's got to be yani, something which people are yani seeing and not yani thinking to themselves that the person is close so a wall itself has got to be yani, you know a solid kind of wall right But it doesn't need to be an entire massive wall. So, for example, if you're praying on a street, okay, and praying on a street and there's a small wall which is just defining between, because in the graveyards of the Muslim countries, you don't have a huge wall, you only have like a little boundary kind of thing, and even that if you're lucky. So, if you're praying in a street, then a small wall would be sufficient to show that this I'm in the street and there's a graveyard and whatever. Likewise, if you're praying in a masjid, then there are many of those masajid which are like this, and across the street there is a graveyard. And that's in the word Qibla, that would be permissible as well. So the point is, as Sheikh Al-Tameen says, that when a person was to be looking at you like random walking past, in a kind of snapshot, it doesn't look like you're praying towards a grave, or a toilet, and so on and so forth. What are the supplementary issues? The supplementary issues is that maybe you have a bathroom, okay, but it's so close that the smell is coming out, even though there's a wall, okay? then that's something which will not make the prayer haram because there's no evidence to make it haram. And it will not invalidate the prayer because there's no evidence to invalidate the prayer. But will it make it disliked? Yes. These are things which lead to us to come to karaha. And even that is an yani, area of dispute. Is it, legally, is it a legal kind of requirement to pray in a place where it smells <coughs> nice? Well, we know that there are evidences where the Prophet ﷺ prevented people from going into the mosque if they smelled bad. So therefore, there's no doubt that you should not disturb people and that you should not be focused. You should not lose focus. So likewise, that's why Sheikh Uthameen says that, look, if you were to go to a, pray to a, a bathroom or a toilet and the smell is coming out, then it would be disliked to pray at such a place. And if you are to pray towards a camel pen and the animals are restless and they're going to be moving around all the time, then that's going to disturb you. That would also be disliked, likewise. So he makes these points, um, likewise, and he, he mentions as for... So all of these, i got problems, but the prayer is valid. He goes, I agree, the prayer is valid as long as there's a gap and there is a a, a, a differentiation. Sheikh then mentions, okay, um, that uh, the land which is stolen or frauded, al maqsoob there's no problem with that at all. No problem at any time praying towards that. Okay, so that's important as well. He wants to end on the issue of the grave. He says, al فالصحيح تحريم إليها. ولو قيل بعدم he says um, he goes that graveyards though no way yani in an open space in an open space. why by the way did he uh, uh, focus on the graveyard because the bathroom normally is not yani uh, separate. There's no wall between a bathroom. Remember? It's a place where you take a shower. It's a place where you take a bath. I told you that any place you put up a tin bath and you pour water over it, that's your bath area. And the toilet, there's no such thing as a toilet. It's an area outside, isn't it? It could be any area. So if people are going yani, to a toilet, yani, it means a little area there, you just leave a gap. But as for a graveyard, Sheikh Uthameen says that it's not good enough to be yani, saying that uh, there's a gap. You've got to have something that breaks the gap. You've got to break yani, thinking. He goes that if you are even if there's quite a bit of gap between you, even a couple of meters of gap, and you're praying towards a grave, um, that you definitely have to have a wall. That's the only one that he's insisting upon a wall. As for everything else, stolen land, toilet, bathroom, what's that one? Huh? Bathroom, toilet, camel pen. These are all not requiring a wall, just gap. As for the graveyard, it requires a wall. Something which is actually... Making a very clear uh, differentiation, then he takes it a bit further. He says, "What about then um, other places that the sheikh has not, what the, the author has not mentioned? Um, what about a, 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 a slaughterhouse? What about praying towards a slaughterhouse? Slaughterhouse is the issues are there is that there's lots of blood, dirty, lots of najasa." from the animals, etc, etc, etc. That's the the idea behind that. He goes, that as long as you're not in any najas, there's no problem. He goes, what about in a rubbish tip? Okay, what about rubbish tip? Or like a a tip or whatever. Likewise, as long as you're upon no najasa it is permissible to pray. But you've got to be aware of the smell and it disturbing you, etc. He goes, what about praying on the pavement? and in streets and this is topical and this is important I'm going to spend a few minutes on this okay so he says tariq um, the side streets part of the street the street itself okay he <coughs> says the ruling depends upon is it masluk or not can means if it's used or not okay so in of itself the pathway is not a problem this is very important for us to understand Okay, I'm going to actually translate literally what he says because this re- relates to us, I think, quite regularly, especially Muslims in non-Muslim countries. Okay, so he says, لَوْ صلى فِي قَارِعَةِ If he prays in the kind of pathways or streets or whatever, the prayer is correct. So no sin and the prayer is valid as well. لَكِنْ إِذَا كَانَتْ if the street or road is being used, if people are using it, meaning it's a pathway, then the prayer itself is then disliked. The prayer is makruh, Okay? Because and the idea there is that people can get around it. Yani, and you know, you just cause some irritation. But people get around it. ajli. الانشغال وتشويش because you're making people going to give them a headache whatever فَإِنْ كَانَ but if that road is being used by cars then really to be honest we should say it is haram we should probably say it is haram okay Because it's not possible to do that whilst uh, the cars are going up and down because it's dangerous to the Salah and it's dangerous to the people and whatever. Uh, You are really now causing a problem to them and you are are preventing them from passing. You are going to cause the cars to stop and so on and so forth. Let's talk about this. I think it was last week that the UAE, was it the UAE, that passed the law, yes, They're making it illegal, and they were urging the scholars as well. I think it was a UAE, uh, or Dubai maybe specifically or whatever, um, because you know what people do, Yani. You just know what it's like in the Gulf, Yani. They have absolutely no, you know, care whatsoever for driving and drivers and whatever. I like none. It's the worst place you've ever seen. So they'll stop cars like in the middle of the road and stuff. So you'll see a lot that people will actually stop their car in one of the normal lanes to pray. Okay. And what happened last week, I can't remember if it was Saudi or whether it was Dubai. But they stopped it in the, like, the third lane. And then someone just came, obviously, smack into it and killed six people who were in Jama'a. They established a Jama'ah. <laughs> I'm telling you. And it happens all the time. And the the, the, the the really crazy thing about this is that by law, all of the service stations have to have prayer areas. By law. For this exact reason. So that people do not stop and pray on the side of the road. So in this country, you know what the law is. You're not allowed to stop on a hard shoulder. You're not allowed to stop at all on a hard shoulder. Let alone pray on a hard shoulder. You know, you have Muslims who stop on a hard shoulder to pray. That's something which is haram. Okay, I consider that to be haram, just like the scholars that are asking, their, the, the, sorry, just like the governments in Muslim countries are asking the scholars to <coughs> pass the fatwa so that these people know it. Because you know what the people are doing, isn't it? They're saying, who cares what the government says, we're going to st- pull over and pray. That's what they, that's what they do to themselves. They, they, no, they're not
3: pulling over,
0: they're probably in the But <laughs> Yeah, they're not even pulling. But, 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 even, but even in the hard shoulder, that's pulling over, isn't it.
3: You see, That's
0: exactly what they think, you see? Well, you are the problem.
3: Like,
0: 20 meters off the road. 20 meters off the road. Be, no, no. 20 that's meters that's off the road is not like. the road.
1: That's how
0: it's started. Like. That's how it is. Come on. 20 meters is, is not, nowhere near the road.
3: Okay, well, I'm saying that, <laughs>
0: on, 20, the on the road is not 20 meters off the road. Right. I'm just using your words. Yeah. Okay. So, like, let's look at this. Um, we, it's super clear that a person parked in a hard shoulder uh, sorry, parked in the lane okay, which is what happens right? which is complete m- m- bonkers to us but it happens all the time in a gulf by the way all the time right? that's haram and a lot of these people want to pray near their car as well and don't forget that they leave their car running as well okay? because of the AC you know, they have to keep the car running so they keep the car running, and so they want to stay close to it, etc., etc. So I'm saying that is completely haram. It's, it's basically leading to suicide, risk, and causing problems for everyone else. Bar-ghali, complete baagal, there's no doubt about it. But let's now extend it to something which doesn't seem so Bagal, the hard shoulder. Okay? Now, here you've got to look at this. The hard shoulder itself, even for, a Mus- even, even for Muslims in non-Muslim countries cannot be allowed. Because even though there's no prayer space in the uh, prayer, in the service station, there's space in the service station to do it safely. And we should not... Uh, yani, This is a big statement here now. What I'm basically saying is that we should look at things which are illegal because of political decisions and consider the prayer at the personal level to be haram likewise. Does that make sense? So an emergency exit. An emergency exit is not a islamic concept that's been mentioned in the books as far as i know okay specifically it's being inferred by the fact that you do not pray in the streets of the people because you're 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 getting in the way of people yeah and you're causing a problem obviously an emergency exit is the worst form because that is the whatever the uh, argument there is that it's never in use because there's no fire and that's the argument, isn't it? And that's why people block it up and that's why people put their bags there and that's why people don't use emergency exits until the fire comes and then people die because they tripped over and they're locked and whatever. The Muslim's attitude cannot be there's not a problem. Okay? It can't be based upon the idea that look, there's no problem, there's been no history of accident, there's been no fire, there's been no nothing, so how can we now go ahead and, and you know not pray here when this is our only chance? And this is going to be very uh, uh, attractive to Muslims working in non Muslim buildings or workplaces where they don't have a place of <coughs> prayer. So I'm not I haven't got the guts to say your prayer is haram because you've got you, you know, to pray there when he's got no other place to pray. Well, can, but the attitude's got to be there. It's a
3: slight difference. Your car's the all festival, <laughs> you can break your to break as there's a fire in the building.
0: It's not that, it's not that, y- Yanni, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you open that door, like what you just said, which is that, listen, if you hear the fire alarm, then you're going to just break the prayer and it's not going to be an obstruction anymore. I don't think that that, I, Yanni, that is the kind of first steps that will then allow people to just take the issue. Like, how do you know that you're hearing the fire alarm? And the people who are rushing
1: <laughs> it's not just a fire it's an emergency exit so it doesn't necessarily have to
0: be a fire yeah that's a good point it's not, yeah, it's not just something that has to be aware to all the people it could be anything the emergency exit that's why I'm saying that Islam does not see emergency exit as a fire exit because we never had a fire exit in the books of fiqh what we had was just causing harm to people in their roots what is definition of that a route can be used by any person at any time So what makes it difficult, as I said, is what Sheikh Utame said there about if the if the place is not used, then the prayer is correct there. He said that clearly and he's right. Problem is, is that should we see certain routes like that or not? Because none of us would disagree that if you're out in the countryside and you see the walker's path, that that's fine. Because that is a very low traffic and it's people who are walking and they walk around you. It's like that's the mentality. Should we apply this, though, to an emergency exit in a building of work? And should we apply it to the entrance or the exit of a plane? Which is the big one. Okay, this is what I was thinking earlier on. The application of this really applies to that small area, which you know is the only realistic place to pray if you want to pray sitting, uh, if you want to do full prayer correctly. You can't pray in the gallery, okay, the kitchen itself, because that's in use and you are blocking people all the time. That's their right. And you should not pray there yeah, for two, two points of view. Either at the lesser, because you're causing a hassle, or at the upper level, in that you it's so thin that you actually block it entirely and stop it entirely. Okay? So you shouldn't pray in those places. The argument would be then, okay, I'm going to pray towards emergency exit. Alright? Well, it's not an emergency exit. It's a... I don't know what it's called. It's an emergency exit, isn't it? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's exit, whatever. Because... We're in the air and it's not going to be used. Well, I was thinking about this logically. It's true. In the air, it's not going to be used because there's no parachutes on a plane. Okay, it is always going to make a landing. Is that is
3: that true? <laughs> You're never going to jump out of a plane. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just getting contingency plans ready. Obviously.
3: The doors are double locked, huh? they have the yeah, they can be opened no but there's a special
0: thing isn't it when cross check the doors and
3: all yeah right. yeah they go. can open it in the air what are you talking about that. yeah so
1: <laughs>
0: fine but what I'm saying is that is there going to be an option to open the doors in the air no. yes no. yes 100% no. Huh? Yes.
1: No want to die then yeah
0: I'm getting hold on
1: I'm
0: (laughs) type in a Google do do your work what kind of researcher are you (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah so let's not include planes with parachutes (laughs) I'm just trying to understand
1: see
0: no, you cannot open it in the air.
3: So why do you, you not believe it? Because you believe that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> because they've, because it's, uh, the initial is RA, and that's good enough for me. Um, okay, so then, does that strengthen my point or weaken my point?
2: We can, we can, we can, we can, you should put it Yes. That
0: you, can on it. You, can? you can? Go on then. What's it say? There have
2: been several incidents over the years of passengers attempting to open the plane. Okay, attempting. So I did not do that. Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! So
3: come on, PIA.
0: PIA. Every every PIA flight to Pakistan, there's always someone trying to get out. of my boss? <laughs> I'll jump out rather than continue the service. Yes.
3: It's
0: physically impossible. <laughs> Is it physically impossible? Because of the air defense. Because of the <laughs> air pressure. Air <laughs> right, so if it's never ever going to open I mean, it weakens the point, correct does it weaken it to the extent that a plane could nosedive into the water and it needs to be immediately evacuated the argument would then still be what you're doing there yeah, yeah, yeah Is there space? oh yeah, plenty of space, yeah, 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 yeah. that's the thing that's why I think I'm oh, about Ryanair. <laughs> Ryanair is not supposed to sit down either, yeah, and let alone, yeah, and thinking, That's the that's the uh, that's, that's that's really where the discussion is, isn't it? Okay? If we understand exactly the nature of the emergency exit on a the plane, then we can then decide how does that help us legitimise sitting down. The reason I say I bring this up, because everyone thinks that you know what, it's just such an easy issue, just pray while you're sitting down. You have to understand that to pray sitting down is rejected by virtually every single scholar on this planet, unless you absolutely have to. And once you get into absolutely have to's, okay, people are going to start to have to dig really deep and be honest with themselves. And when you start being honest with yourself, you start to then, you know, identify that it's a problem.
3: That's
0: why you're with the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, so what we saying? You can use the I think you
3: can use
1: some, some aeroplane that allow, sometimes you
0: don't. It's, yeah, so we're not talking about the airlines that say you're not allowed. Let's assume you get up, say, hey, is it okay if I just do my prayer? And pretty much all of them know, and they've seen people do it. So it's not something, Yanny, you know, strange to them. I've never seen it. You've never seen I have not always
1: seen it. I've traveled
0: quite a lot, I've
1: never seen it. Again. Really? I've always prayed there. Yeah. I've always prayed. That's crazy, by the way.
0: Yeah, Ajib. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you this much that it's different from ten years ago. That now many of the Muslim airlines do not allow it. Okay, I think it was a Qatar flower. They had someone recently flew on. They said no. <laughs> no, <laughs> Habibi. I'm talking about the emergency, not your, not your seat. We're talking about the full length exit. Which airlines allow it? Every airline, man. Who, loves who loves it? It. It's
3: it's Every airline has the exit. You're saying who allows it?
0: Oh, who, who allows it? Oh, I don't know who allows it. Actually, it's the other way around. Who disallows it? Yeah, not who allows it. Why wouldn't you allow it? It's the same as the any praying anywhere else. And that's the problem, you see, because when you go up to them and say to them, do you have a place that is out of the way? Or you say, hey, I'm out of the way here, I'm not, you, and you indicate with your hands that I'm not, I'm not going to be in the way, whatever. I was listening to a tape by uh, Sheikh uh, Nasruddin Al-Albani, alayhi rahmatullah, and he was asked this question. And he said, the, the, the questioner said to him, um, when you're on the plane, the problem is is that you're very close to the toilet. Well, we've already dealt with that. Okay? We've already dealt with that. That's the whole point of doing the fiqh. It's permissible to pray, it's completely uh, closed off. You can't still squat, yani. Okay? <coughs> Unless it's PA, then the water's all seeping underneath, yani. You know, oh, PIA, I And Saudi Airlines as well, because everyone goes mental pack on those as well, yeah? So, um, so you know water coming out that's something else but so that's closed off so that part's fine and in terms of people passing they're passing by as opposed to in front and people passing by you is not a problem people passing in front of you المرور Aidi is the problem crossing only you with your hands so now should we therefore say it's okay to pray if we encourage that that's going to become busier yes if there's an emergency what happens you see, I think it's not just about blocking the entrance. It's about encouraging people to be out of their seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the airlines, they want people to be sitting in their seats all the time. And they want you to have your thingy. Unless you've got to get up for a certain reason, and that has to be minimized. We've got people around, you know, praying and this and that. Even that's, Yani yeah, I mean, now not the case. Look at Emirates and look at Etihad. Their whole business model is moving towards trying to create extra spaces for people mm-hmm. to be, you know, socializing. There's a bar, there's a lounge, there's this, there's that. You know what I'm saying? Walk around, meet people. This is, back, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Inshallah>. <laughs> this is upstairs, not the yeah, yeah, at the front downstairs. That's upstairs. Why are you trying to embarrass you that for, yeah? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: the guy went there, yeah. I honestly, man, trying to do our best, yeah. I honestly. So we can argue against that. We can say someone who's on an aisle seat. So on the on the on, a, on a, and you can argue against that. Uh You know, I told you guys what happened to me, man. I told you, I was I, I was in a I was in a. For that reason, if you're, in a, sorry, you, if you're in a window seat, that's not going to affect anyone, number one. If you're on an aisle seat, you're going to ask the person, or you're going to tell the person next to you. You're obviously going to tell them. If you don't tell them, that's crazy as well. Because they're having a heart attack right there, aren't they? They see you doing all that behavior, they think you're at, is it? <laughs> and I said to you, I said to you that, I asked a thingy, uh, a woman once. I said, uh, sorry, is it? Uh, I just want to quickly tell you, don't get alarmed. I'm uh, just going to pray. She turns over to my old lady. She goes, Honey, everyone prays on an airplane. (laughs) (laughs) I said, You're sick, yeah, you're sick. So, yeah, so, um, (laughs) but their prayers, like, (laughs) um. I think there's a lot to be said. Sheikh Nasr, he then continued. Sorry, Sheikh Uthameen, for example, he's the only one that I heard ever give an actual legal attempt at justifying praying, sitting down. And what was his justification? He said that it is permissible for someone who is escaping. Uh, I talk about this in Fiqh Salah. Uh, this is obviously not the place for it, but there you go. Um, someone who's running from an oppressive ruler or authority and in hiding, basically, and they're chasing him. Okay? So it's allowed for this person. If they're in, for example, a cornfield or a place with short walls to, you know, they're crawling along, for example, then the prayer time comes. And is it permissible for this person to pray seated? Because if he stands up, then he'll be seen. So he said, yes, it's allowed for that person. All the books of Fiqh mention it they are that like, he's allowed to pray, like seated down. So Sheikh Amin said, why is it that this person is allowed to pray seated down? Because he can't stand up and get pray and pray. It's because of fear of being caught. So is is it, is there illa being caught or is there illa the fear? Fear. What do you think? Fear. fear. Is there, so the way that you would look at this legally is that if a person was to stand up, is there a guarantee that he's going to get caught? It can't
3: because if you, you've got a snake or something or whatever,
1: then you know, do you have to pay sitting down or? I mean,
0: well, this will determine it, won't it? Answering this question will determine what you can do. Caught caught. The illah the, the, the is being caught. Yeah. That's the opposite of what you just said, of, of what you're intimating.
3: Not, but, uh, not,
0: what do you think? Is it fear or being caught? Yeah. I get the feeling that if a person has been given the concession to pray seated down because of a small wall, then it's because of fear as opposed to being caught. Because there's not a necessity of being caught. Sorry, You're not always going to get caught, but you're always going to be scared. Is that correct? If that thought pro- is it, or do you disagree with that?
2: No, it's not about the chance of getting caught. So it's like the chance of a fire happening. You need to have a fire to get clear. It's a
0: chance that you're going to get caught and you're not saying you know, if you stand so up.
3: So
0: you're up. agreeing with me? No, I don't know no, what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, man? <laughs> I'm saying it's not fear. Oh, it's not fear? Okay.
2: Because then...
0: Anybody who's scared, like, and and this in years, yeah, right? and that's what she said. He goes, It's extreme fear, and he goes, Therefore, if there's a person who is extremely fearful, <coughs> okay, anything. of anything, mm-hmm. and in this case, his point was a person you know, I need to go back and make sure that it was him because it doesn't say, even sound like him, but I know that he was discussing it. Maybe this was the, the researcher discussing what Sheikh Al-Taymin was saying. But anyway, the point was being made that if a person's on a plane and, you know, he, he's, he's in pieces when he's standing up and praying, thinking, what is everyone thinking? Whatever. I mean, that's not happening in the UK. But in America, you know, there's some random, yeah, some, some fool there, and he's an air marshal, yeah? And he's there. And, you know, those boys are trigger happy. Who knows? I would give the first of Americans every day of the week, Yani, yeah, because, you know, they got a gun on a plane, and they're all thinking, you know, some person makes some kind of sudden move, you know, that's fear. But I mean, where's that fear on PIA on the way back to Pakistan, Yani? Yeah? <laughs> 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 yeah,
3: PIA is subjective, though,
1: isn't it?
0: you know I, 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 what I want to say is that I, I genu- what, the, the conclusion I want to make is that I genuinely think that this is a very very difficult issue that scholars have rushed to give a ruling without understanding it you know last year's hajj not this year's hajj last year's hajj I think it was on the same flight me and Uthman Saudi Airlines people like Saudi Airlines because it has places of prayer I like I dislike Saudi Airlines because it has places of prayer because it's madness what happens because everyone then says right brilliant we've got a place of prayer and they think that it's a mosque basically <laughs> and so you have people that run into that place and the science and look you can't go this way you can't go that way and you see now i put to you now i put to you right now if there's an emergency you've got 40 people who are all standing up in that place you tell me is that helping the situation and I, I, you're right. It's not Yanni, about opening doors then. Not but a plane front, drops.
3: Express,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. And it's not just the people. It's the As you said, those aunties, yeah? They were still, there was two aunties that went into Sajda. <laughs> and she made, I think, dua for the whole world. She was in Sajda for five minutes and there were people... Who were queuing just to pray their quick turaka, turaka, al-dhar, al-asr? And there were people in there making such that. And you know me, I said, that's enough now. So I, I, I first of all, I said, Yalla ya haji, yalla. I, you know, polite, whatever, whatnot. She wasn't moving at all. She wasn't moving at all. So then I thought, it's either kick or use my hands. <laughs> so then I kicked one. With well, a side of my foot, like side pass. Not like, you know. No, not knuckle, not knuckle ball, yani, you know, full outside, the outside of the foot. Yani side foot.
3: <laughs>
0: Easy. I was there, right? I was standing right over her. I'd already been waiting now 10 minutes and she's in sajda. So I'm, I, I'm at her side, at her thigh. So I, you know, kicked her with my foot like, yalla ya haji, yalla haji. I can't remember whether she responded to that or whether I had to yani, shake her shoulders or something. So
3: shoulders.
0: Madness. Madness. And that's my problem. You open that door, people lose their minds. It's like opening the door to praying on the roads, they'll park their cars in the middle of the road and they'll pray. You open the door that you can pray everywhere on the thingy, then. Thing. That's why I like the prayer, pray in your seat, even though it goes against all every legal ruling. Just from a safety point of view, I like the idea. But unfortunately, the law doesn't work like that. Some that? That's my point, man. I mean, listen someone you know if you, you know what it is because people haven't experienced turbulence. She if you have ever experienced turbulence, proper, I mean turbulence, not Yanni law. I mean, when suddenly it goes down and you go and hit your head, people will never pray on the floor ever again, <laughs> ever again. I agree with you. That auntie wasn't moving for no turbulence. You're right. You're right. So I, 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 I've I always been uncertain on the ruling of the uh, prayer. And I, I, I didn't finish. Shaykh Uthameen, he was like, um, and you know some of the fuqaha said, if you cannot uh, stand in the, in the chapter of standing in prayer, which we'll come to, obviously in detail, it's not allowed to semi-stand in prayer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give intermediate positions. He said, stand or sit. Right? And so if, for example, you got the thing, roof bins, luggage bins, and you're having to go like this, then this is not a legal position, it's not standing, some of the fuqaha said, so therefore you have to sit, okay, because you can't stand. And others say, and I've heard contradictory positions from the same teachers, and from Sheikh Uthaymin likewise, that if you are able to stand in a position that makes it look like you're standing, then that's good enough. And to be honest, if you've got a roof bin and you're standing... Everyone is standing with their legs like this and everyone knows that you're standing in a, re- in a restricted kind of way. So, he said, I heard him with my own ears in a, in a lesson, he said a person who should be in his seat, he should stay standing and then he goes for ruku'a and then he makes his sajda sitting down on the chair because there's no space to go where his feet are. Yep, And if he doesn't have space to make uh, sajda, uh, ruku'a, then he sits and he gives ruku'a. And then he stand up. So it would be do of all the prayer whatever you can, and that is the following of the ayah, "Fataqullah Mustata'atum." And he said that if you don't do that, then you haven't feared Allah as much as you can. Likewise, this I don't want to scare people off, but just listen to this. Sheikh, يعني yani said Sheikh uh, Sheikh said, when it comes to the issue of the qibla, only in nafil prayer is it allowed to pray in any direction. In farḍ you have to, as we've seen, have to pray towards qibla. Now praying towards qibla in an obligatory prayer in a plane we all know it goes this way that way this way that way however you also know that let me give you a scenario you set off from london or manchester you know that any going to anywhere the middle east is in the direction of, of qibla you're sorted aren't you let's say you're really tired all right you're really tired what do you want to do you want to pray straight away صح? when you're praying straight away the plane does not leave in the way of the qibla it goes the other direction, circles around, circles around again, gets into the right thingy. And then only after maybe half an hour or 20 minutes or whatever, is it on the route to thingy. According to sheik Al-Bani, Shaykh, uh, Shaykh Uthameen, you have to wait until if you know that the plane is going to have a moment where it's going to be towards Qabla. You have to wait until that moment because that is the definition of fattakullah. Otherwise, anything other than that is just you being lazy. So I'm going to pray at the beginning because, well, hold on you've got to pray towards, yani. You know that's, that's what it actually means. And they both said, and everyone agrees, that if after that period of time, it moves this way, that way, then it doesn't matter. If you can move, then you move. Who was with me on the boat when we prayed? Huh? Sheikh Walid, this, oh, that, whatever. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was me? I, yeah, I, was just saying, um, I don't know that was praying, that was else. What, no, no, that was, subhanallah, see <laughs> they're <laughs> hating, they're laughing, yeah? I listened to Shaykh Abu he said that's what you've got to do exactly. Yeah, Keep moving. Board, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's because you couldn't hold your balance. I was alright. <laughs> that's because you balance backwards. We were on a boat basically and we were praying and it was all great and suddenly the guy, yani, you know, he changed direction. And so I was leading the salah and when I realized that the direction had changed, I changed a direction completely as well. And I don't know what these lot did. These lot were like either refusing to or something. <laughs>
3: Oh, you changed direction as well. when you took like five steps backwards.
0: <laughs> no, no, I had to because obviously I lost balance, obviously. Yeah, exactly. lost balance. I lost balance, balance a
3: little. It over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Why but is it on here? It on both
3: sides. We're on like a roof of the boat with n- no handles on the sides. <laughs>
0: it was only water, you Yes, yeah? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You don't have to move the I mean, The first the tahrima, the Qibla,
0: and it's really a you. No, the point is is that after your Tahrima, it, if the Qibla changes, that's the point. What do you do? And I'm saying is you move, you move, 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 keep moving. If the Qibla keeps moving, you keep moving. Really? Yeah. Otherwise, you're not praying towards the Qibla, are you? We're talking about obligatory, we're not talking about nafil prayer. Obligatory, fard prayer, it is a condition of the prayer to face the Qibla. How are you fulfilling the condition if you're not facing the Qibla? So, so this is this is the exact discussion we're having here. in In a scenario where you are knowing what's going on, on what, how much? Yani, are you expending? How much are you expending? No doubt that there's a cutoff point. You can't spend the whole prayer just yani, you know, f- f- you know, because that'd be mental. So that's why al-astita'ah is a subjective sense. So if it's more, I mean. We only moved once, and then it moved again, then I said, okay, that's enough, I think. No, it, it moved once, and, we moved round and that was it. That was it, yeah. And, then yeah. It, and it still, it didn't go straight back towards Qibla, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, you don't keep moving all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way into the end. Otherwise, the whole prayer is just a merry-go-round. Yeah? yeah? Okay. in
1: the seats, I mean, that, you will have a chance to move there, you? Apart when you start the Salah.
0: But that but the whole point is is that if you are not going to be making sajda on the floor when you're standing when you're in your uh, aircraft seats then it's not going to be a problem.
1: Why?
0: Because you don't have to uh, meaning he's saying you can't move in an airplane, but you can. If you're standing, you can. Why can't you? It's like you standing up and turning around to look behind you, you can do that, can't you? You can see? And that's the whole that's that, that that exactly is the problem, right? At that point then when you come to sit down then you're going to have to go back to your seat you know what I'm saying yeah I honestly I think that the issue on the, uh, the prayer on the plane and there's a lot of evidences for the the, 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 the uh, praying in, on the ship okay that's where they take the evidences from and we have a hadith even subhanAllah the Prophet sallallahu said that uh, when you are on the ship then pray standing unless you are about to drown unless you are about to drown Think about that. Unless
1: you're
0: about to drown. Yeah. Unless you fear drowning. Unless you're about to drown. Meaning, yani, the idea about to drown is that it starts going up and down all the rest of it. So then you sit down. This leads to hope
1: as well, yeah.
0: So, this is why, you know, I think fear, I think it's about the fear. I think that the ones who put the argument forward about praying in your seat because you're we're worried about what could happen. And that fear is so much that it incap- incapacitates and it completely dominates your mind thought. Uh, you know, your thought, and that you can't think about anything else. I think that's a good, Yani, yeah, base to base this ruling on because I, I, every other argument for me has got holes in it, other than the one where I, I just cannot concentrate.
1: Yeah, because, Sheikh of the Khawf, I think there is some condition as well. Khawf of if you stand up, then this will, such that will happen. You know?
0: Yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be. Yeah. Let's have a look at some of this. I, uh, let's have some, some questions here. You can't open doors. See, Qatar, Rayhan said Qatar didn't, didn't allow him. And that's oh yeah, Qatar. That's who it was.
1: Allowed
0: me, Allowed you? Yeah. It was Qatar who uh, the person told me that they asked to pray and they said you're not allowed to pray. And they said, no, what do no, you mean not allowed to do. pray? Need
1: the do.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> Qatar didn't allow Rehan when I asked. Lufthansa allowed them. Yeah. Non-Muslim ones generally do allow them. I think <laughs> it is a legal requirement to keep up. Uh, ab- I think it's a legal requirement to keep the area free. The airline will be fined if they are found to have allowed it to be blocked bags are not allowed in front of your emergency door area of a plane. Well, I don't think that's because of it being blocked, that's because of it being thrown. But absolutely correct, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> Okay, anyone down? Down? Uh, any other questions?
2: Uh,
0: yeah, I think that's done. Okay, yeah.
2: Just a point about, obviously, yeah, you know, Sheikh uh, talking about you know, causing inconvenience and causing danger. So we see, for example, people uh, parking the cars, yeah, on the road in an incorrect manner, in a dangerous manner, even sometimes. Yes. What about their prayer? Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, what y- about the, inside? No, you mean?
2: Yeah. So they parked it in a, in, a, in a bad way where it probably could potentially, you know, on Friday you see it, it could potentially block emergency services. Yeah, yeah.
0: So the prayer itself is fine, yeah. and the action is completely haram. So the prayer is completely correct, and the action is completely haram. So they're sinning all that time. So the, they're sinning through their prayer. But the prayer itself is correct. There's no doubt about it. These people who who park yani willy-nilly in this way is completely haram. So and this, it doesn't this, make any sense.
2: So the same as Sheikh Al is saying the people who are parking this in the roads. Yeah. The action is haram but the prayer is okay. Correct.
0: Yeah. Correct. Um, if you
2: pray in a changing
3: room, it will work. Yeah. And while you're praying, nobody else will come in. they come in and
0: walk by Yeah, I think changing room itself is not seen in any kind of... If, oh uh, to get in and their
3: or whatever but I'm that
0: that's, so same for that's same for any that's same for that is true that's same for any area That, you know, what is why is the tariq pathway mentioned not because it's any area but because it is frequented by people so likewise if that means that if there's an area where there's an understanding then it's okay because every area then could become a place where it's a problem every area so if there's an understanding there that it's not a mega inconvenience, if I go <laughs> in and see someone, then i come back out, people know about it, then it's okay. Because that's like saying that you go to work and finally you're given an office and they're told, and no one uses this office, whatever. Do you, get? you start the prayer. And then the people come in who had actually booked it but didn't tell the, the oh, HR. People do use this room. Yeah. You know, to put their
3: belongings there. But when i they won't come in.
0: So Okay. Yeah, but they know that, right? They know that you're not spending your all the time praying in there. Well
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, but you've but you've had that discussion, isn't
1: it? No. <laughs> 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 have that conversation.
0: <laughs> Come on, have that conversation. <laughs> Come on man. Come on, have that conversation. Have that conversation. Any other questions?
2: so confused
0: about the plane so what confusion don't be don't think that you're finding any solution to that confusion here bro I would need to huh yeah uh, listen there are uh, uh, yeah you know it's a good point everyone online everyone here you don't be confused let us be confused and yani, in a headache about it the scholars have given fatwa okay and your obligation upon you guys is to follow the fatwa alright and many have given the fatwa it is completely allowed for you to pray on the plane and our own Sheikh Ilan has done that Out from Out from, sitting. yes, sitting down on the plane, doesn't matter whether there's space, not space, this that, you can pray sitting on the plane mm-hmm. and that's it, qibla d- towards the direction of the plane don't need to change, whatever, not just Sheikh Ilan, number of scholars, for me that's not good enough, for everyone here that's what you go with I would, wa- I would want to spend weeks on this issue and go to the very very core and I do intend to do it um, you know, sometime yeah
3: and yeah, it might seem like a bit of an unusual scenario but it's usually
0: going you've a you're the best
3: in the days in the winter you're, on a, you're not on a coach usually a coach rather than a train. that's a big issue and it's intercity
0: and not stopping basically
3: yeah you could you could <coughs> drop me off but
0: yeah no this scenario you pray on the on the on the, on the yeah you correct you pray on the train and the coach the ruling does apply to those that are intercity not stopping the next scheduled stop is not in a place where you can pray you're going to miss the prayer etc cetera, etc cetera. in that scenario you are allowed to do that exactly all right yeah We're praying on uh, plane. yeah type of yep Alcohol and pork and whatever doesn't affect the prayer. Okay, so if you're praying on your seat and the guy next to you is praying, eating stuff and whatever, haram, it doesn't affect the ruling of the prayer. Okay, yep. Yeah. You know, with the papa,
1: you gave the example of the papa in the countryside. Yeah. Why is it any different from that?
3: Why, why can
1: because it's
0: not used. masluk means that it is used. It would be absurd to, to, to not pray on a place where there might be one guy who comes across it in the next five hours, and especially if it's not a car, and especially if it is only a path for directional purposes and not for actual walking, because most pathways in in rural areas is like it's like it's like that would be absurd in a desert. In a desert where there's a beaten particular foot tracks, any yeah, which people are using only whatever and I see you praying there, I'm gonna go around you, aren't I? Because I can. That's why I think...
1: So you could also say that on any given road... You can't. Time, no, you can't. Most no. of the time the road is empty. No. So somebody can take a... a
0: no, 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 no. Come on, man. A road with cars on it. A
3: car, It might be a very quiet road.
0: Could you tell
3: It's a quiet road it's not stops...
0: Yeah, if it's a, we've already given that. We've, we've already given that. that, 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 that that's, uh, that's a concession. If it is a quiet road where you don't expect traffic to be there, it's not unused by people, it's a private road, it's a cul-de-sac, rulings are going to be. That's why it's important for us not to say you can't put on a road. That's the whole reason why we said a road is not is different types it's a busy road there's a road with cars there's a road with passengers there's a road in a the country there's an emergency exit that's the reason why we break it down and we try to find what the illah is and the illah is danger irritation to other people so if these things can be minimized in one of these and that becomes permissible to pray uh, there and when that is not achievable then we should avoid praying there and even by the way as you saw in the legal rulings we said that makru is the level not haram Haram is when it goes to the issue of cars where there's real serious danger, and real possible, you know, blowbacks on traffic jams and people having accidents and danger to life for the people who are praying, etc. So seriousness goes up and down according to the scenario, according to the parameters that we mentioned. Yeah. I was say, up
1: and pray because they're going 50.
0: Bro, I'm not talking about the roads, man. I'm talking about the path on the hill. Walking one, no, uh, you can 100. Uh, you can't stop on a country lane, man. I just came up from residential, and uh, the guy that I was driving pulled up on a bend, he moved into the river, and then prayed behind the mini bus. And I told him off, and I had to give him a Tell me, you kicked him as well. <laughs> if you didn't kick him, then no, it, I'm but, sorry, well, you the didn't do enough.
1: It's very dangerous. Of
0: course, it's very dangerous. No, 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 bro, don't go any further. I, I Absolutely, Yanni, impermissible to stop on Yanni in the road, whatever. In, I'm talking about the. Behave yourself, man. What's happening here? Why are we making Yanni the peak district, Yanni, to be in some kind of, you know, Wimslow Road or something?
2: It's <laughs>
0: Lake District, yeah, I agree I agree. That's why you got to you got to you know think of exactly the example I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you know the most used you know places or whatever. Yeah.